Welcome back to American Countdown. I'm privileged and honored to have with us for this half hour, Dr. Francis Boyle, one of the great human rights act- activists and advocates throughout the last half century on behalf of causes literally all around the world. Helped craft and create legislation to try to curb the risk of bioweapons uh, in the United States in particular, but also throughout the world. The, with uh, multiple degrees from Harvard Law, is now a law professor at the University of Illinois, has written many books and articles on this subject, has been outspoken in a wide range of issues that concern uh, matters of human relations and human rights, particularly in this environment that has poses particular risks in the bioweapon development area. Uh, he has worked with uh, Amnesty International, American Friends, and a wide range of others. Uh, glad to have you uh, with us, Doctor. Well, thank you very much, uh, Robert, for having me on. And my best to your viewing audience, as usual. I always uh, appreciate these uh, interviews on uh, Infowars. Absolutely. Uh, can you explain to us where what your perspective is at coming at this issue in terms of looking at biosafety research and its risks that it poses? Sure, Robert. Well, what we're seeing now with this COVID-19 pandemic is exactly what I tried to prevent going back when I drafted the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act in, in 1989 that was passed unanimously by both houses of Congress. Uh, I saw this coming at the time, I, I hate to say, which is why I, uh, I acted uh, preemptively. Uh, clearly, uh, and I've discussed this before with uh, uh, Alex Jones, uh, the uh, COVID-19 is an offensive biological warfare uh, weapon that, in my opinion, leaked out of that Wuhan BSL-4, which is really uh, China's Fort Detrick. And it shows you how dangerous these BSL-4s really are. Right now, we have 12 of them here in the United States, and they should all be shut down immediately doing uh, uh, research development of biological weapons. Every bit as dangerous as uh, as what happened there on Wuhan that set this uh, pandemic off that as of today uh, has killed at least 100,000 uh, Americans. Second, as I've also established, that uh, COVID-19 uh, came from the BSL-3 at the University of North Carolina. Uh, and there they were working with SARS, which is a weaponized uh, coronavirus. And then they gave it a gain of function properties, which made it uh, more lethal and more uh, infectious. And of course, that technology was transferred to Wuhan because there was a Chinese scientist right there uh, on the staff who had bought and paid for uh, uh, entry uh, into the Wuhan, uh, into the uh, University of North Carolina. So uh, uh, that shows you the dangers of these BSL-3s. Uh, and so uh, my conclusion is all these BSL-3s must be shut down immediately. Indeed. The University of North Carolina is still doing there and, and engaged in this hideous Nazi-type research. And you know, if, if you uh, just call up uh, uh, the BSL-3s around the country, all, all the people who have been uh, attacking me, uh, 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 all these uh, microbiologists, et cetera, 
uh, uh, since I first went public with this on um, uh, uh, January 24, uh, it turns out they all work at BSL-3s and they're up to their eyeballs in hideous Nazi biological warfare death science type work. And they're simply trying to protect their, their own careers, their own labs, uh, their own monies. But go to, go to some of these sites. Stanford has a BSL-3. Johns Hopkins has a BSL-3. Uh, this uh, uh, favorite uh, house scientist, the New York Times, uh, 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 Ebright, he's uh, sitting there. There's a BSL-3 at uh, Rutgers. And they're up to their eyeballs in every type of hideous biological warfare weapon you could possibly imagine, uh, including SARS. And, and COVID-19 is SARS on uh, steroids. So the, all these uh, uh, people who have attacked me, uh, uh, all you have to do is a little due diligence research, and you'll find out they're, they're all doing this stuff. Uh, they're they're protecting their turf, they're protecting their money, they're protecting their labs, they're protecting their careers. And in respect to everyone involved in that uh, uh, COVID-19 at the University of North Carolina, and by the way, that was bought and paid for by the National Institutes of Health and uh, NIAID under uh, Tony Fauci, uh, they all risk criminal prosecution under my Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act and life imprisonment, which I deliberately put in there to, to try to get these uh, people's attention uh, and to stop it. But, and indeed, uh, after it was passed, I published notices in scientific publications, including the prestigious Science Magazine, warning to all life scientists, if you get involved in this type of work, uh, you face life imprisonment under the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act. Unfortunately, no one listened. Uh, what, what you can do, and I do recommend, uh, there is an uh, excellent uh, documentary uh, you can find by uh, uh, Cohn and Nadler called uh, Anthrax Wars that goes through all the dangers of the BSL-3s and BSL-4s. It's about an hour long. And I served as a consultant on it, and I was in there. I think it must have come out about maybe 2009 or something like that. And at the end of it, I say quite clearly, this is a catastrophe waiting to happen. Those were my exact words, and those are the last words of that documentary. So it, it was predictable. I predicted it, uh, and uh, unfortunately, it has now come to pass. And if we want to, uh, I mean, we can discuss what where we go from here with the uh, COVID-19. But in the meantime, we just have to, uh, the American people must demand. And President Trump can do this with an executive order tomorrow if he wants to. The pres we must demand that President Trump, uh, by means of an executive order, immediately shut down BSL-3s and BSL-4s. They, uh, I've, I've been up against these so-called uh, these so-called life scientists, uh, which are really death scientists for past generation. There is no legitimate scientific or medical reason for having any of these BSL threes or BSL fours. They must all be shut down, and President Trump can do it tomorrow by an executive order 
uh, someone could just sign it for him. They're all paid for by the United States government. He could just shut them down and, and put all these uh, death scientists uh, out of work. Uh, the last time I looked into a uh, figure here was uh, 2015. You can find a, an internet uh, essay I wrote. And there were about 13,000 so-called life scientists uh, involved in biological warfare work. Well, we need to stop this. And, and, and putting aside, you know, malice, uh, uh, accidents happen. All these labs, certainly the BSL-3s and the BSL-4s, uh, leak that uh, uh, Black West uh, African uh, Ebola pandemic. That came directly out of the uh, U.S. BSL-4 in Kenema, uh, Sierra Leone. Uh, swine flu, that was a, as I discussed with Alex Jones, that was a chimera. There were uh, three elements uh, fused together uh, by means of DNA genetic engineering. I couldn't trace down precisely what lab uh, did that, but it was clear there was nothing natural uh, about it. The anthrax attacks of um, uh, October uh, 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 2001, that came directly uh, out of uh, Fort Detrick. And I blew the whistle on that the first weekend in uh, 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 November uh, 2001. It was clearly uh, a weapon, super weapons grade biological warfare weapon that could only have been manufactured uh, in a uh, 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 U.S. Uh, BSL-4. Uh, and that anthrax stockpile, that super weapons-grade anthrax stockpile that, that was used in the uh, Amerithrax attack, it's still out there somewhere. It could be at Delgway, it could be at Aberdeen, uh, it could be at Fort Detrick. I don't know where it is. But all this has to stop. It, it's just too dangerous um, and, and it's going to blow back on the American people as COVID-19 has already done. This is uh, a, a blowback. Um, and there was no excuse for any of it. And that's what I've spent, you know, all my uh, career since 1985, when I first called for uh, implementing legislation for the Biological uh, Weapons Convention at a Capitol Hill briefing I did for the Council for Responsible Genetics. That's that's what I've been working on uh, since then, before then. So, Robert, you're a lawyer. What What is your response to all that? The, well, I had an additional component. I find that most people don't know that these labs really exist in the way that they do. In other words, that the impression is given to the public that these are just defense labs trying to develop vaccines, not that in particular... The thing that I found that's inexplicable as defense labs is why they're doing change of function research. And in particular, my understanding is if you're at a level three or level four, you have the ability to do change of function research. When I mention it, most people don't even haven't ever even heard of the phrase. Could you explain to people what change of function research is and how inherently it can almost only be offensive in nature? Sure. They, they take a, a currently existing biological warfare agent like SARS and SARS is a weaponized coronavirus. This is exactly what happened at that UNC lab in, in North Carolina. And by the way, if you've seen the uh, documentary uh, Pandemic, uh, Dr. Uh, Mikovits agrees with me that uh, 
COVID-19 came out of this gain-of-function uh, uh, work at uh, the University of North Carolina laboratory. She agreed with me independently of me uh, with her own expertise, and she used to work at Fort Detrick, so she knows what she's uh, talking about. And they tweak it with by means of DNA genetic engineering. They make it uh, more lethal and more uh, uh, infectious. So it, it became SARS on steroids. And that is what, now to do that, you have to have a, a, a BSL-3 to do it safely. So then it goes back to uh, uh, the Wuhan BSL-4, uh, China's uh, 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 Fort Detrick, and they further uh, um, deal with it there. As I discussed before, they use DNA genetic engineering to put HIV in there. And that has been confirmed by the uh, Indian scientist studies and now by the uh, uh, Nobel Prize winner, winner uh, in uh, medicine in France uh, who developed, who discovered that HIV uh, uh, produces AIDS. All right. And, and there are other sources now pointing this out, that there is HIV DNA genetically uh, engineered into COVID-19. So, uh, and I trace for Alex how uh, Wuhan uh, BSL-4 got that from work they did in uh, Australia. That's all a matter of public record. Now we find out, and I guess this is the first time I will discuss this, that there is documentary uh, evidence that the Wuhan BSL-4 applied nanotechnology to viruses, okay? nanotechnology, uh, um, it turns it into little bitty particles. Uh, the uh, Amerithrax uh, was involved nanotechnology. It had uh, 100 million spores per gram of that anthrax. And that could only be done with nanotechnology and that can only be done safely in a BSL-4, you have to wear a moon suit to deal with something like that. You have to have your own air supply. So they do this at Fort Detrick. They, they now, I, it, there's now documentary evidence. They've done it at the Wuhan BSL-4, China's Fort Detrick. And so when you put all that together, uh, what I've discussed, the UN North Carolina, the uh, HIV and the nanotechnology, I believe you come up with COVID-19. Uh, and that also accounts for the uh, report by that MIT scientist that COVID-19 can travel up to 27 feet. Right, that's what nanotechnology does to you. It reduces the particles so small, it floats on the air, it floats in the air, it floats above the air, right. And that's why it's completely misleading for Fauci and the rest of them to say, well, this is all due to droplets. Uh, it, it's far beyond uh, droplets. And again, you have to be in a, a BSL-4 to do something like that. Likewise, we also know my uh, disalma mater, uh, Harvard, uh, the chair of their chemistry department, who specializes in nanotechnology, uh, uh, had an entire lab uh, over there in Wuhan, uh, applying nanotechnology to uh, uh, biology and chemistry. He too worked for uh, Fort Detrick, where they applied 
nanotechnology to aerosolize. That, that's what the uh, uh, nanotechnology does. It aerosolizes uh, uh, biowarfare uh, agents. And uh, Harvard was a sponsoring institution of the Wuhan BSL-4. Harvard knew what was going on here. It, it's, it's disinformation to say that Harvard didn't know what was going on. Of course they knew what was going on. They, they were paying for it along with the WHO. I mean, imagine if uh, the WHO and uh, Harvard were sponsoring research institutes with uh, Fort Detrick. Of course, we'd say this is preposterous, but this is what you can find documented in the professional scientific literature. Understand, I've never worked in the United States government. Uh, I've never had a security uh, clearance. I've never had access to uh, secret documents or anything like that. I just have to go on what is in the public record. And everything I've discussed with you here uh, tonight, including the uh, uh, nanotechnology there uh, at, at Wuhan BSL-4, uh, can be confirmed from, from the public record. And that, I'm afraid, is what we are really dealing with here. Uh, this had nothing to do with, you know, uh, animals, uh, 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 Chinese eating bats or something like that, or, or, or animals jumping from animals. You know, uh, it, as a professor of international law, China can have whatever type of government they want under international law. But, I mean, this is, you know, a uh, uh, Chinese communist dictatorship propaganda. And yet, if you turn on uh, all the news media, they just had a special uh, tonight on MSNBC. All of them are parroting Chinese communist uh, dictatorship propaganda that this came out of the wet lab in uh, 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 Wuhan. Uh, so, you know, there were, there's just a lot of money at stake. Uh, look at the, uh, the vaccines. Please tell me, how are you going to get a vaccine for this devil's cockpit? It is not going to work. Uh, I don't see possibly how it's going to work. And yet we, we see this uh, uh, everywhere you turn on the TV, the entire vaccine industry and all its so-called scientists are out there trying to portray themselves as saviors and feeding off the trough, right, of the American taxpayer, NIH, NIAD, uh, uh, you name it, uh, because there's big bucks involved and pharma is involved. But they all know there is no uh, uh, vaccine uh, for this. And indeed, in my opinion, a vaccine would probably be more dangerous than worthless. If you look at some of these vaccines they're proposing, they're actually going to give you uh, particles of uh, COVID-19. That's exactly how the uh, uh, last Black West African um, uh, uh, Ebola pandemic uh, uh, set off there uh, from the uh, Kenema BSL-4. BSL they were uh, uh, trying out an experimental uh, Ebola vaccine that gave people Ebola. There, there were particles of Ebola in there. So, of course, they got Ebola, and it got out of control, and 13,000 uh, uh, people died. Uh, so that probably is what's going to happen here, and then just put aside all the uh, uh, horrible uh, side effects. 
So I, I think vaccines, this is a, a delusion. It's a dream. It's a joke and it's a fraud. Uh, from what I can see now, I think the best we are going to be able to do, and I'm just giving you my my good faith estimation here, Robert, I, I'm prepared to keep my mind open on this, is therapeutics, uh, like we have done with uh, AIDS, since HIV is in there, uh, or cancer. <clears throat> we spent an entire generation trying to get a vaccine for cancer. There is no vaccine for cancer, and, and there's not going to be one, and everyone's sort of given up on that. They've tried to get a vaccine for uh, AIDS. Well, so far, I don't think they have one. Uh, and, and so this is a fruitless endeavor, uh, and, and it's extremely uh, dangerous for the American people uh, to be, be buying into this uh, uh, vaccinology. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's my assessment. I do believe uh, therapeutics uh, are possible, like we have done with uh, cancer. They, you know, dramatically reduce the incidence of cancer uh, here in America and also with AIDS. Therapeutics have done that. So uh, I think there are uh, uh, valid uh, uh, medical means to uh, try to bring this thing under control. But vaccines is a delusion. And, and you see the uh, agenda here that, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates and, you know, Mr. Uh, vaccinologist, and, and he's a eugenicist. He's admitted he wants to reduce the uh, population. And they're talking about, uh, you know, vaccine passports uh, and and uh, you have to have a vaccine if you want to do this, that or the other thing. Uh, these antigen tests are a joke and a fraud. Obviously, they, you know, they, they don't work. Uh, there's no guarantee of anything. Uh, people get reinfected with COVID-19. They recover and then they get it again. Uh, so, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with something that uh, has never been this dangerous before, uh, I guess, going back to the Spanish flu virus. That is what we are up against. My opinion, you know, this is basically World War III, and, and the enemy is in the gates. You know, World War I, World War II, uh, they didn't invade the United States. Uh, uh, you know, Japan made it to the Aleutian Islands, but that wasn't part of the United States. But, but it's here, and I regret today they're observing the uh, 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 marker of 100,000 dead Americans. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid that unless we come to grips with this, by the end of the summer, we're going to be seeing another 100,000 uh, dead Americans. I, I, I hope I'm wrong on that, uh, Robert. But you've asked me to give you my best opinion, and that's the way I see it now. Aside from uh, an executive order that the president could sign, what other legal steps could be taken to try to, or political steps could be taken to prevent this from happening again? Well, uh, all these uh, labs are uh, located in states of the union. Uh, and what I have recommended in uh, other interviews I have given is that the uh, governor of North Carolina uh, should sh immediately shut down uh, that UNC BSL-3. Uh, they should send uh, uh, state troopers over there, get everyone out, surround it with uh, crime tape and post the guard. Uh, that, I think, needs to be done immediately. Uh, because, uh, you know, under the 10th Amendment of the United States Constitution, 
Uh, it's the governors of the State of the Union that have the constitutional power uh, and obligation to provide for the public health of the uh, uh, people of that state. So my advice would be uh, for every governor uh, in America uh, to find out what are the BSL-3s and BSL-4s uh, in their states and send out state troopers or uh, you know state police or highway patrol and just shut them down, get everyone out of there, seal them off. Welcome to Free America Law Center, where the people have spoken and you have been heard. This organization is for you because it's about the rights and ideas that you care about. Free America Law Center supports whistleblowers who expose the deep state. We're back with uh, Dr. Boyle for another question or two. Uh, he's been graciously to stay with us. Uh, Dr. Boyle, where can people find more information to educate themselves about this and about issues related to it? Well, I have a book out called uh, Biowarfare and Terrorism uh, that has pretty much everything in there. And then in addition on the uh, Internet, uh, I think I sent it to Alex or uh, Daria. I gave uh, uh, a uh, written response to an investigative reporter, Sherwood Ross, uh, that he entitled uh, 13,000 U.S. death scientists hard at work. You can find that with uh, uh, a Google. And that brought the situation up to date uh, until uh, late 2015. So that those would be two good uh, uh, sources to start out people who, who want to read this. And understand more of what they can do and the importance and critical nature of it. In that respect, can you also summarize the problem that there's been repeated reports of in, of leaks from these biosafety labs of things getting out that aren't supposed to get out. Could you give a summation of that? Because a lot of that information is suppressed in the institutional press. Yes, of course. Uh, Lyme disease uh, leaked out of the uh, biological uh, warfare complex on uh, Plum Island uh, off the coast of uh, 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 I guess uh, Long Island uh, and uh, Plum Island. That's run by the Department of Agriculture. Uh, they have always been involved in research, development, testing of biological uh, weapons uh, for the Department of Agriculture with respect to uh, animals uh, and plants. That work still goes on today. Indeed, they're going to be transferring on uh, Plum Island uh, out to uh, Kansas. Uh, in the heart of uh, America's uh, uh, beef industry and wheat industry. Um, not only did uh, Lyme disease leak out of there, West Nile uh, uh, virus uh, that plagues the American people, that leaked out of there. Uh, the Ebola pandemic uh, uh, in West Africa, that leaked out of the uh, uh, Kenema BSL-3. Zika, the... Um, uh, Zika uh, uh, mosquitoes, that didn't leak. That was delivered. Uh, that is uh, a DNA genetically engineered uh, mosquito uh, that uh, produced all those babies with uh, encephalitis. That was uh, deliberately released in uh, uh, Latin America. Uh, that came out of a lab, too, indeed, as far as I could figure out. Uh, out there in uh, Colorado, Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, they have a lab, 
and that lab uh, has historically uh, been involved in the um, weaponization of, uh, of insects. So, you know, if you look at uh, uh, most of these epidemics, pandemics, uh, they uh, do not just jump out of nature. E even take uh, uh, AIDS. The London Sunday Times, which is a, a most credible source, reported years ago that uh, AIDS uh, started out as a retrovirus vaccine by the WHO that they tested out black people in Central Africa, uh, probably as part of uh, uh, cancer. Uh, and that you can read the book uh, by Dr. Len uh, Horowitz, uh, who'll tell you the same thing, that, that AIDS came out of uh, uh, US and WHO uh, cancer uh, programs, right? That it, it, it's terrible. This was done deliberately, uh, the, the Zika. Uh, so uh, this, this is what you know confronts us. But Robert, before we run out of time, I did want to comment on one extremely important issue that I have not discussed uh, anywhere before. And that is this. It was recently revealed that the U.S. intelligence agencies, all 17 of them, did not inform President Trump uh, of a problem at Wuhan until January 23. That is in the uh, uh, New York Times for um, May 22. And let me just read you the uh, type of briefing uh, he was given. The briefer did offer limited information in that briefing, compared the virus to SARS, um, a less contagious coronavirus that was more quickly uh, contained. Well, that's shocking that 17 U.S. intelligence agencies did not tell President Trump until January 23 that there was a problem with Wuhan and it was no more dangerous than SARS. Robert, to be honest about it, on the morning of January 24. I put out a worldwide alert all over my mainstream news media and internet uh, sources saying that uh, this was a DNA genetically engineered biological warfare agent involving gain of function properties. Now, I didn't do it sooner because I was starting classes. I figured there was a problem as of January 27. But I put out that alert as of um, January 24, I, I sent it to Aria. Aria, I circulated all over the world. Now, what's going on here? Here is a law professor sitting in his office uh, uh, who reached this conclusion uh, as of the morning of January 24, and that it was more dangerous than such. Why did 17 U.S. government intelligence agencies tell President Trump on January 23, uh, that it was only SARS. What's going on here? That all they had to do, these intelligence agencies, was uh, look into Fauci's computer 
and the NIH computer back in November when it was first reported uh, that there was a uh, case of someone reporting to the hospital in Wuhan with pneumonia symptoms. It was clear there was a problem at that point, November 16th. Uh, you mean to tell me the 17 U.S. intelligence agencies didn't know about this? What are we paying these uh, organizations $10 billion, billions of dollars for every year? When that came out, all they had to do was look into the Fauci NIH computer and NIH computer, and they would have seen, aha, we we funded the Wuhan BSL-4 to do this type of work. And obviously, it was far more dangerous than SARS. It was SARS on steroids uh, with gain-of-function uh, properties. And yet they withheld this information from President Trump until January 23. And um, President Trump said, quote, on January 23, I was told that there could be a virus coming in, but it was of no real import, unquote. Well, someone should have told President Trump no later than I would say the third week of November exactly what I have been saying that this is an offensive biological warfare weapon involving uh, uh, SARS and gain-of-function uh, properties. At least they could have found that in Fauci's computer and the NIH computer. They did not tell this to President Trump. If they had, President Trump could have called up President Xi and say, I want you to shut down Wuhan immediately. And if you do not, I will shut down the United States from all trap to all travel from China. Okay? But they did not tell President Trump, they admit until January 23, two months later. And why did they tell him on January 23? Because on January 23, uh, China announced it was shutting down Wuhan. So they had to tell him something. And, and they told them as little as possible. So, of course, they didn't. The 17 U.S. intelligence agencies did not tell President Trump the truth, did not advise on time, did not advise President Trump how existentially dangerous this uh, 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 Wuhan coronavirus was. If they had told President Trump, I think uh, uh, he could have demanded everything be shut down, close this country off, and we would not have at least 100,000 dead Americans today. And I, I lay the blame here directly on the shoulders of the 17 U.S. intelligence agencies, including that CIA briefer uh, that, that did not tell President Trump the truth until it was too late uh, to do very much uh, at that point. I'm not here to excuse any of the blunders that have happened since January 23, because if President Trump has never been properly advised by Fauci and Redfield and Burks and the rest of them who are up to their eyeballs in this, then of course we're gonna have massive uh, uh, confusion here and the American people 
we are not going to be able to deal with this COVID-19. Uh, but the truth was out there. If And I'm sure these U.S. intelligence agencies had it. Fauci had it. Uh, the CDC had it. They all had it no later than the third week of November, and they did nothing, nothing at all. And this was not just a, a, an intelligence failure in my purpose. I think it was deliberate. I think it was deliberate because the CIA also uh, was up to its eyeballs in offensive biological warfare work. Uh, that came out in the uh, book Germs uh, by uh, uh, the uh, two reporters from the New York Times. So I think it was a cover-up, and it, it's still being covered up, and Americans are still dying. And I regret to say, I, I, I think we might have another 100,000 Americans dead by the end of the summer. There's no doubt that risk continues as long as biological experimentation on either weapons or human beings is allowed to occur anywhere in the world. Uh, thanks, doctor, uh, for being with us. Well, thank you very much for having me on, uh, Robert. My best to everyone there at InfoWars. Thank Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Thanks.